The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Dave Well, with the fireworks in the ninth inning, it's easy to forget that the Royals are now 42-28. and 28, Leaders of the Twins by four and a half games in the AL Central as KC takes care of business 5-2 to two over Oakland in game one of three at the Oco Coliseum. As it's Davo welcoming you into another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation where, believe me, we'll break down the theatrics and fireworks there in the ninth inning with one out when Stephen Vogt was drilled by Franklin Morales. We will break that down, tell you what it means for tomorrow, what it should mean, and what the Royals should do. We'll get to that here in about four minutes. Uh, but first, we've got to begin by talking about your player of the game tonight. It all began in this impressive game one with Edinson Volquez, who earns his fourth player of the game of the season. And this stat, there's several stats I want to talk about tonight, but this one says it all. Since the start of last season between Pittsburgh and KC, Edinson Volquez, when his team scores him four runs or more, during his starts, his team are 22-0. 22-0 when Volquez's team score him four runs or more in his starts since the beginning of last season. Tonight, just absolutely fantastic. 107 pitches, banging strikes, 66 of them were, were in the strike zone. Just one run on the three hits tonight for Volquez, one walk and three Ks. So four base runners in seven innings. That's nearly a 0.5 whip. Seven innings, only four base runners with the one run by Edinson Volquez, who moves to 8-4 and four on the year with a 3-1-8 ERA. And how funny is it to think about that, and how cool is it to think about, that you go back to 2005 to 2012-ish, the majority of, 2004 really, 2004 to 2012-ish, the majority of those Royals teams, Edinson Volquez is a slam dunk all-star and probably your only all-star, right? 8-4 and four with a 3-1-8. I mean, you had Mark freaking Redman as your all-star representative one year. So Edson Volquez, the majority of those years, is probably your lone all-star you know, representative. On this team, not even a thought. He's an afterthought because you've got most likely, the way it looks, I'm guessing five starters in the all-star game. You're going to have Wade Davis as a slam dunk, and you, and you can't take more than six Royals realistically. I mean, you can't because of public backlash, but also because there's other deserving players and because of each team needing a player. So Volk has no chance of the all-star team, but boy, he's pitching like an all-star and stepping up as the Royals ace so far this season. Like seeing him go seven innings tonight, like seeing him take advantage of home plate umpire, Paul Schreiber's nice pitcher-friendly strike zone. So great job for Volquez and look forward to seeing him in the finale of this road trip against Houston. So let's get to the rest of the pitchers now and get to the fireworks of the ninth inning. Kelvin Herrera, first of all, kind of kicks off the crowd getting back into it in negative fashion and the Boo Birds and the hatred it comes back out and what's slowly becoming a small rivalry. The teams don't play enough for it to be a full, uh, you know, fledged rivalry and they won't meet in the playoffs this year because Oakland has no chance. So, you know, it won't take that next step to the next level. But between the wild card game last year and the, you know, Brett Laurie and Kelvin Herrera and all that stuff that went on opening uh, you know the first series they played here in Kansas City back in mid-April and you go back even how much these teams hated each other the 80s and 90s the Chiefs and the Raiders family moving them to you know Oakland from KC I mean there's enough things going on where these teams don't like each other and Kelvin Herrera nice to see him respond with a K there in that eighth inning getting him one two three now Franklin Morales is where we get to the story I guess for a lot of Royals fans and a lot of Oakland fans and for sure the media Maybe not the rest of the country because this game ended so late, but 
certainly here in KC and out in the West Coast, there'll be some talk of this going into tomorrow. Is In case you missed it, well, even if you didn't, we'll recap it. Bottom of the ninth inning, Franklin Morales gets the first hitter. Steven Vogt comes up. No doubt Oakland's MVP, their best, best hitter, having a great year. Many feel he should be the starter in the All-Star game at catcher. And Franklin Morales comes up and in with the fastball and absolutely drills him in the wrist. It was not a glancing, you know, glancing blow. It was, it was a drill job. So Morales, the hit by pitch, a hit and a run. The, the, the thing about this is, okay, first of all, obviously it was an accident. I think both clubhouses and, and you know, any fan with half a brain will say it's an accident. And even if Oakland had hit one of our guys in that situation, I think we would have realized it was an accident if they were ahead at least. Now, maybe if Oakland's down in the ninth inning and they drill our best hitter in the hand up and in, it's a different story. But the team that's ahead in the ninth inning is not going to wake up the other team and do that. I mean, and, and Morales, I mean, it, that was there's no intent. But with that said, the Royals will be drilled tomorrow, and they should be. Because while we say flip it around, you know, let's do the same thing if the Royals were the ones hit by that pitch. Imagine, uh, you know, Alex Gordon or Salvador Perez or Mike Moustakis. Take your pick because the Royals have – it's tough to pick out one. I mean, Moose is your best average hitter. Gordon gets on base a ton and Morales and Salvi hitting for more power. I mean, Gordon hit his ninth home run tonight. But, I mean, you go up and down the line, the Royals are more well-balanced probably than Oakland is. But imagine one of your you know core hitters being drilled by a pitch like that. You're going to retaliate the next day. No doubt about it. And it's kind of interesting that it'll be Scott Kazmir on the mound again tomorrow for two reasons. Number one, of course, he was the starting pitcher on that fateful Sunday afternoon in KC, the, the Brent Laurie game where he claimed his head was being thrown at when the ball was slightly above his lower back. You know, there was that. And Kazmir was the one that reinstigated it. Well, first of all, it was Josh Reddick the night before. Nobody talks about that. But Josh Reddick after Saturday night saying things aren't over yet. You know, and then the third hitter of the game gets drilled. So there's that. The Casimir is on the mound that day, and he will be again tomorrow when he will certainly retaliate, as he should. As he should. Other interesting thing is I think there's a decent chance Scott Casimir is pitching for the Royals later this year. I think he might be the most likely of the, you know, bottom upper echelon of guys available. I don't see the Royals getting Cole Hamels or or Johnny Cueto. So, I mean, the next, you know, the next three, four guys in that upper echelon would include Scott Casimir, certainly. So those two reasons make it interesting. With that said, I do think the Royals should be hit. Now, if they throw at our head or injure one of our guys, you're going to have a brawl, and you should. However, if it's just take one in the back, take one in the in the rear end, the Royals need to run to first base and let it go. The Royals need to not retaliate. This is on them now if they retaliate from there or start a big thing. Assuming no one's head is thrown at, and Kazmir, I don't think, is going to do that. I, I think Kazmir is going to drill somebody in the back tomorrow, as, as he should. So assuming that's all that happens tomorrow, the Royals need to simply just run to first base. Those, those are my thoughts. I mean, they should be hit as long as it's not malicious. And, you know, no dirty slides. And If it's just a simple somebody getting hit in the back, that should happen tomorrow. And I think Royals fans will understand that because if it was vice versa, we would certainly do the same thing. So those are kind of my thoughts. I, my fear is at this point injury. I, I just don't want to see somebody's you know, I think it's going to be hard for for Casimir or whoever to just throw at a Royals wrist. The, the chances of that happening, I and mean, that was a freak play. The chances of that happening aren't good. So hopefully it's just a case where the Royals get one in a place where they can run to first base and let it go. That's my hope. But we'll see what happens tomorrow because I'm, I, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would bet a pretty decent chunk of money there will be some sort of hit-by-pitch retaliation tomorrow. Now, Greg Holland comes in and finishes off the save, and Morales is shaky there. 
getting his BFF, Billy Butler, on uh, you know striking out to end the game. Offensively for the Royals, nice night. Five runs and 11 hits with four walks. And that's even despite three for 14 and with runners in scoring position and eight left on base. The Royals have now had nine of the last 11 games where they had 10 or more hits. That's impressive. Nine of their last 11 with 10 or more hits in the fourth time this year that all nine starters got a hit. And what, and what impresses me most about the nine of the last 11 is I still don't feel like the Royals offense is totally clicking. I mean, obviously the bottom of the order isn't right now, right? I do not feel like Lorenzo Cain or Eric Hosmer are anywhere near to being hot right now. They're slow and steady. Haas is getting on base a lot. You know, Kane's still OPSing above 780. I mean, they're both having nice years, but neither of those guys, I mean, neither of them are in a huge slump right now, but neither of those guys are having good pitch recognition right now. Neither of them are having great at bats. They just don't look locked in right now. So the fact that, in my opinion, you've got two guys who are obviously subpar at the bottom of the order, and you've got a couple of guys in the middle of your order who aren't really clicking yet, that to me is a pretty good sign and, you know, showing you how good the Royals are A and how good they can be B. So that's impressive to me. And Alex Gordon, the only Royal, like I said, all nine got at least one hit. Everyone else had one hit except for Alex Gordon, who had three, and he got on base in all four of his ABs thanks to a walk in there. So Gordo, a perfect .1000 getting on base tonight, including a home run, his ninth of the year, that no doubt blast to straightaway center in the sixth inning, a solo shot for Alex, who, like I said, normally would be our player of the game. But you have to give it to Volquez tonight. I mean, that's Volquez's, to me, most impressive start of the year. And then Kedris Morales also cranks his ninth of the year in the second. An interesting-looking home run, the slicer uh, that curls just inside the left-field foul pole. I thought that was a foul ball or like a little bloop job. I had no idea that ball was going to get out. Of course, I'm not sitting at the Oco Coliseum with the 27,000-plus, which, by the way, was more than I figured they'd have on a Friday night out there. But so, you know, good for them, I guess. So those are my thoughts on tonight. Now, getting to tomorrow again, with the theme of what will happen. You've got Chris Young and Scott Kazmir. Young, his first outing of the year against Oakland, 6-3 and three with a 2-8-3. Kazmir has been awesome, 2-7-0 this year, 4-4. Four and four. Young got roughed up big time against Boston in that game on Father's Day, allowed three home runs, seven runs, and four and two-thirds against Boston. Kazmir coming off a 6K one-run performance against the Angels in seven and a third. So he was very good in that start. Did face the Royals, like I said, back on April 19th. I I refer to it as the Brett Laurie game. Back then, seven and a third, two runs on six hits against the Royals with five walks. And, of course, the big hit by pitch with Lorenzo Cain in the first inning, which kind of refueled things on that fateful day. What do I think will happen tomorrow? I think the Royals are going to win the game. I think the Royals might sweep this series. I think the Royals are going in there for blood. And while... The ninth inning thing is clearly unfortunate because that I mean, that could have we we don't know at, at you know published time broadcast time right now what happened to Stephen Vogt. It would not shock me if he broke something there. I, I would be shocked if we see him in the series. Very least, I'm thinking it's a deep bruise, and that's too bad. He's having a great year. I mean, that's not cool. You know, but it wasn't intentional. But gosh, I, I think I, while it's going to motivate Oakland to make them upset and motivate the fans, I think it'll also help the Royals stay on their toes. They're not going to get careless. They're going to know it's coming tomorrow, and they're going to be more motivated to take it to Oakland from the bad blood already and, and the fact that they're going to get woken up a little bit themselves tomorrow with that maneuver. Now, by the way, does anybody think they aren't going to get hit tomorrow? Fire me off a tweet or an email or whatever if you don't think they're going to be hit tomorrow. I mean, isn't it almost a foregone conclusion? You got Jeremy Guthrie on Sunday with former Royal Jesse Chavez, who, by the way, has turned into quite the pitcher for Oakland. 2-9-0 was good last year, too, mainly in long relief. But Chavez, 2-9-0, Guthrie, 5-9-0. 
Guthrie coming off a bad start himself, but it seems like with Jeremy, you get one really clunker every five or so, and then he gives you four pretty good starts. I expect a good start out of Jeremy, especially with all that room in Oakland, the ball not jumping out of there, a lot of foul territory, a lineup that's not exactly stacked. I like it, you know, especially with Stephen Vogt being out of it. I like Jeremy Guthrie in this game. Although he is coming off six runs on nine hits against Seattle. Did face Oakland back at the K on the 17th. I believe that was the Friday night game. Allowing four runs in six innings for Jeremy Guthrie. Chavez also, like Guthrie, was roughed up in his last start. Five runs against the Rangers. And he faced KC out of relief on the 18th of April. Mowed them down, by the way. Six Ks and three and two thirds for Chavez. So I do think... Oakland's best chance to win is on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Like we said, coming in, get five and four on this road trip. The Royals are now three and one. So if they finish this two and three, they come home five and four with a good road trip. Six and three would be a great road trip. Seven and two, eight and one, nine and zero. Oh. Well, they can't be nine and zero, oh, but seven and two or whatever. No, whatever. So, <laughs> I'm, I can't keep track of the damn numbers. It's twelve forty in the morning. The bottom line is five and four is a good trip. Anything six and three or above is a phenomenal trip. That's it here on Clubhouse Conversation. We'll talk to you again. By the way, I regret to tell you I will not be able to watch this game live tomorrow. So I will not be doing edition until Sunday. We'll be back with you on Sunday again. I apologize about that. I have a major event coming up tomorrow. So I will be checking out the game and following it. And I will watch it in full tomorrow night so that I can accurately report to you about tomorrow and, and Sunday on Sunday. But nothing, nothing uh, tomorrow until we get to you again on Sunday here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night and go Royals. Nice win.